Hi everyone, uh, this is Mark and this is the Mark Hastings Experience and uh, in this podcast uh, I'm going to be talking about everything from poetry to films to uh, TV shows to books and about uh, anything and everything that inspires me and uh, I hope you like what you hear. Remember, remember the 5th of November, gunpowder, treason and plot. We see no reason why gunpowder treason should ever be forgot. Guy Fawkes, Guy, twas his intent to blow up king and parliament. Three score barrels were laid below to prove old England's overthrow. By God's mercy, he was captured with a darkened lantern and burning match. So, holla boys, holla boys, let the bells ring. Holla boys, holla boys, God save the king. And what shall we do with him? Burn him. Hello everyone, welcome to uh, another episode of the Mark Hastings Experience. And in this episode, uh, I'm going to be talking about uh, one of my favourite films. Uh, and that is the film V for Vendetta. And uh, the poem that I uh, read to you uh, uh, just before uh, is a um, is a uh, common um, poem and rhyme that is recited uh, at this time of the year, uh, especially uh, on this day of the year, uh, the 5th of November. And uh, in this episode of the podcast, I'm going to be talking about uh, my favourite film, Viva Vendetta, uh, um, which uh, was originally a graphic novel uh, by uh, Alan Moore and David Lloyd, um, and which was inspired by the events of um, the 5th of November, uh, 1605, uh, when there was a failed, the failed, uh, gunpowder plot to blow up, uh, Parliament in, uh, London, here in England. And, uh, that's what I'm going to be talking about today. So as I was saying, uh, in this episode of the podcast, I'm going to be talking about uh, another of my favourite films, and uh, that is the 2006 dystopian political action film V for Vendetta, uh, which was directed by uh, James McTeague uh, and written by uh, the Wachowskis. Um, it was uh, originally based on a 1988 DC Vertigo uh, Comics limited series of the same name. Uh, which has been collected into a graphic novel uh, that was written by Alan Moore and David Lloyd. Um, the um, the storyline of the Vendetta uh, takes place in an alternate future where a uh, Nordic uh, su- uh, supremacist and a neo-fascist totalitarian regime has uh, subjugated the United Kingdom 
um, and the film centres on uh, the character of V, uh, who's portrayed by uh, Hugo Weaving, uh, who you may know, uh, who's in um, the Marvel, one of the Marvel films, uh, Captain America, um, the first Avenger, and he played Red Skull in that. Uh, he was also in uh, the Matrix trilogy. He played uh, Agent Smith. And he was also in uh, the Lord of the Rings trilogy, and he played um, Elrod, I believe. Um, and we don't get to see uh, Hugh Weaving's face, uh, of course, uh, throughout the film, but he's the one below the uh, the mask. Uh, and um, the character of V um, uh, constantly wears a uh, a Guy Fawkes mask. And he's a uh, uh, an anarchist, uh, vigilante, and a freedom fighter uh, who has uh, long hair, um, wears uh, dark clothing, and um, uh, he wishes to um, bring down uh, the the government, the totalitarian government of this uh, alternate. Um, um, 80s um well the the fir the original graphic novel and the comic book series was based and it was set in the 1980s because that's when it was written uh but i would guess that um the the film v for vendetta is set uh in an alternate reality uh version of 2006 um um and uh, as i say it uh, revolves around um v uh, who's this masked uh, freedom fighter um, who is trying to bring down the government um, perhaps uh, but mainly his intention is to ignite a uh, revolution uh, throughout uh, the nation of uh, the United Kingdom and um, he does so with a very elaborate uh, terrorist acts uh, as can be seen uh, at uh, the very beginning of the film where he on um, November the uh, the 4th or as it just it changes into November the 5th he uh, blows up uh, the Old Bailey in uh, in London um, uh, to show that uh, he uh, he is not uh, too happy with um, the the current uh, administration, the the government, and uh, he does so uh, accompanied by fireworks and also by the uh, eighteen twelve uh, overture, um, uh, which uh, is a. Uh, is a piece of classical music by the Russian composer Tchaikovsky, and um, it's quite a uh, a uh, engaging and enthralling scene uh, when you see it. Uh, when you see uh, V uh, blowing up uh, the old the old Bailey, um, but uh, and even from that the the beginning of the film we we. Uh, uh, are uh, acutely um, uh, informed um, that uh, 
uh, V, uh, the character is um, he's definitely kind of a, an anti-hero, uh, but he has an agenda. Um, but and you would think that he would be uh, someone who we would think of as um, as uh, uh, a terrorist, uh, and which he is. But uh, he's doing so because the 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 government, the the country. Ha, has appeared to uh, descended into um, into a country which um, uh, is is very um, very uh, homophobic in some ways. Uh, it's very totalitarian. It's very um, filtered, uh, and um, people can't do anything. Um, um, they can't even listen to music. Music is uh, banned. Uh, some forms of music are banned um, and can't be heard and can't be played. And um, this uh, state of the nation is something that the character of V wants to uh, put an end to through any means necessary. Um, and also, uh, uh, one of the other protagonists of the film. Uh, is uh, the character of uh, Evie, uh, who's played by uh, Nasty Portman, uh, who's a, uh, a young working-class woman uh, who uh, gets caught up in V's mission, um, and um, the uh, the film uh, was produced by uh, Silver Pictures, Virtual Studios, and uh, Anarchus Productions Incorporated. And it was originally scheduled for release uh, on the 4th of November 2005, um, a day before the 400th Guy Fawkes night, uh, but unfortunately was delayed and instead opened in the United States on the 17th of March 2006 to mostly positive reviews from critics and was a box office success. Uh, however, uh, Alan Moore, having been uh, dissatisfi dissatisfied with the film adaptations of his other works, including From Hell and The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, uh, declined to watch the film and asked to be uncredited and not paid any royalties. Um, v for Vendetta has been seen by many political groups as an allegory for uh, of a uh, oppression by the government, uh, anarchists have used it to promote their beliefs. Uh, David Lloyd, who is the artist who uh, drew uh, the comic book series and the graphic novel, uh, stated that the Guy Fawkes mask has now become a common brand and a convenient placard to use in protest against tyranny. And I'm happy with people using it. It seems quite unique, an icon of popular culture being used this way. And um, I agree. And uh, several uh, groups um, and several people who go to uh, marches and rallies uh, in support of uh, a cause that means something to them are often seen wearing the uh, the Guy Fawkes mask um, that was inspired by the character of V and uh, our... Um, um, replicas of the same mask that V wears in the uh, in the film V for Vendetta so um, to talk about the, 
the, the story of the film, um, the reason why V does what he does, um, the uh, the plot uh, is this: um, the year is uh, two thousand and twenty-seven, um, and the world is in turmoil. Uh, the United States uh, has been fractured as a result of a second civil war and uh, there has been a pandemic of the St. Mary's virus uh, in Europe uh, that has ravaged the European continent. The United Kingdom is ruled by a Nordic uh, supremacist and a neo-fascist police state by the uh, Norse Fire Party helmed by the all-powerful High Chancellor Adam Sutler. Uh, political opponents, immigrants, Jews, Muslims, atheists, homosexuals and other undesirables, as it's, um, as it's described here, are imprisoned and executed. And it is very much a... The United Kingdom is very much a nation under oppression, as I said, where freedom to believe what you want to believe to love who you want to love, um, to um, to do what you want to do has been oppressed, uh, and the world is in chaos. Essentially, we don't get to see much of the rest of the world, but we get to see a lot of um, London, and we get to to find out a lot about the state of the country um, from um, several uh, news broadcasts that are. Um, that are shown uh, via the British television network, uh, which is where um, the character of Evie Hammond, played by Natalie Portman, um, is an employee at. Um, and it all begins, um, the film begins on November the 4th, when uh, V, uh, the vigilante of the film and of the graphic novel, uh, wearing his Guy Fawkes mask, um, rescues Evie, uh, who is being uh, attacked, uh, uh, confronted and uh, almost attacked by members of the Fingermen uh, secret police who work for the uh, the British government. Um, and both, and then um, V, after rescuing her, takes her uh, high above so that they have a good view of the Old Bailey. Um, and that is when they they watch the old Bailey blow up before their eyes. Well, just as V is uh, seemingly uh, orchestrating it all, uh, as if he was an orchestra, just as fireworks start to go off, uh, and just as Tchaikovsky's uh, 1812 overture rings out, throughout the streets and uh, such a shock for so many people who live uh, in uh, some nearby um, houses and buildings that they come out because music uh, of that kind has been banned uh, essentially um, following um, uh, the the uh, the demolition the, uh, the blowing up of the old bailey uh, Inspector Finch of Scotland Yard uh, is investigating these activities um, and soon after uh, V hijacks um, 
a uh, BTN um, British uh, television network broadcast uh, to claim responsibility for the destruction uh, and he encourages the people of Britain to rebel against their government and to meet him uh, a year on uh, next year's uh, Guy Fawkes night outside, outside the Houses of Parliament uh, to stage a, uh, a rally and to um, to all be there in solidarity with one another. Um, the police um, attempt to capture V uh, when he goes into the into the um, British telephone television network building, uh, but he has brought in um, costumes that are similar to the one that he wears. He wears his uh, big black hat and a big black coat, uh, dark uh, clothing, and of course his um, his Guy Fawkes mask. And he um, ties up some uh, employees of uh, BTN. Uh, so that when the police arrive, they don't know who is who, who V truly is. Um, and um, he does uh, um, he does get away with uh, uh, his broadcast to the nation. Um, but um, Evie, uh, character of Evie uh, Hammond, is uh, knocked unconscious. Um, when she tries to stop someone from stopping V from leaving, uh, and um, after that, um, V um, takes Evie back to his home, uh, which um, seemingly is below uh, London somewhere. It's never really stated exactly where. Um, um, where she is told by V. Uh, that she must remain there with him for a year um, and while she's staying there with him for her own safety uh, V uh, leaves uh, he goes and uh, kills um, several people who uh, he knows were responsible for um, something uh, horrific that happened in his past um, and uh, Evie uh, when she's she's told about um, uh, that he asks her asks him when Evie asks V uh, whether he could uh, use her assistance uh, she offers to help um, 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 but she escapes um, from V uh, while he's uh, he's um, killing uh, the Bishop of London um, uh, and she goes to talk with her, her the talk show host uh, Gordon Dietrich at his home um, and in return for Evie trusting him uh, Gordon Dietrich reveals that he uh, has um, obtained several subversive uh, paintings um, and subversive and uh, outlawed um, uh, outlawed um, objects such as uh, an antique Koran, uh, uh, some homoerotic photographs, and um, several other things that have been banned by the uh, by the the government. Um, 
and then uh, we see that uh, V confronts a Dr. Delia Surridge, who uh, was someone who experimented on him and others uh, at a, uh, a concentration camp called Larkhill. Um, and when he sees uh, that she is remorseful um, for what she did, um, he uh, he kills her, but uh, painlessly. And he leaves uh, a red rose, as he always does when uh, after he kills someone. Uh, and um, Anthony uh, Lilliman. Um, and uh, Louis uh, Prothero. Uh, Louis Prothero was a one of the Norse fires uh, chief propagandists. Um, he's the one who very he, uh, um, broadcasts the the propaganda and uh, covers up the uh, activities of um, of the the British government. And Anthony Lilliman, the the Bishop of London killed because they have connections to this same concentration camp uh, back when V was there um, they were responsible for the experimentation that was done on him and on others that were there at the time um, after um, the character of um, uh, Gordon Dietrich uh, who's played uh, fantastically um uh, by um, the incredible uh, Stephen Fry um, after he um, does a, a parody um, of uh, the, the the government um, um, especially um, the uh, Adam uh, Sutler uh, who is uh, who's played by the who's played by the wonderful John Hurt, um, who uh, at present is the High Chancellor uh, and is the founder of the Norse Fire uh, Party and uh, is Britain's authoritarian elected leader um, in this um, dystopian uh, film. Um, and afterwards, uh, after Gordon satirises um, the Chancellor and the government on his uh, television show, his home is raided uh, and Evie is uh, captured. Um, she's tortured for information about V. Um, and uh, within her... Um, Within her cell, where she is, she finds a note uh, hidden in the wall, one of the cracks in the wall, written by a Valerie Page, who was uh, a prisoner, uh, who was tortured and killed for being a lesbian. Um, Evie uh, is set to be executed. Uh, she told she'll be executed unless she reveals um, V's location. Uh, when she says that she would rather die, uh, she's then uh, released. Her um, cell door is left open and she's allowed to walk free. And to her shock and amazement, she finds that she is still within V's home. She's been there the whole time. 
So essentially, she was um, she was abducted by V um, without her knowing, of course. Uh, and uh, he V reveals to her that he staged her imprisonment to free her from her fears. And the note that she found uh, of Valerie Page was placed uh, in uh, Evie's cell on purpose. Uh, and it was a real a real note and it was passed from Valerie to V when he was imprisoned at um, at the Lark Hill concentration camp um, and of course Evie is absolutely shocked and appalled and she tells V that uh, she hates him for what he did to her um, I mean during her imprisonment he shaved her hair shaved her head um, um, but after um, some contemplation she realises that she's stronger for what she went through um, but she tells V that she, she has to leave him but she does promise to return before uh, the 5th of November um And then um, Inspector Finch uh, learns uh, from um, from um, one of the um, the officers who were at uh, Larkhill um, when V was there, um, who he uh, he kills uh, in his. Uh, while well, he's uh, showering, um, um, he he finds out that um, he finds out that Inspector Finch learns that V is uh, is the he is the result of human experimentation at uh, Larkhill and he is targeting those people uh, who he was detained by so everyone um, everyone uh, who were, were there at Larkhill when he was um, when he was experimented on um, which included um, everything from uh, chemical um, weapon programs um, to other things that uh, do not uh, bear imagining and um, Inspector Finch um, uh, searches for V's true identity and he traces him back to the bioweapons program at Lark Hill. Uh, and then he meets with someone, uh, an informant called William Rookwood, who tells him about the program. Um, and that um, Chancellor Sutler, uh, who was the Secretary of Defense at the time, um, had launched a secret uh, project at Lark Hill. Uh, which had resulted in the creation of the St. Mary's virus. 
expect your um, uh, the character of um, Creedy, uh, who is the current leader of the Norsefire Party, um, suggested releasing the virus onto um, the UK. Uh, targeting uh, St. Mary's School, a tube station and a water treatment plant and the virus killed more than a hundred thousand people. The outbreak was blamed on terrorist organization and uh, the Norse Fire Party used the fear and the chaos to elevate um, Sutler uh, um, to the office of High Chancellor winning um, an overwhelming majority um, in Parliament and profited off the cure for the virus. Um, and then um, Spectre Finch discovers that uh, the uh, William Rookwood, his informant, was in fact uh, V in disguise. Um, and though he uh, initially disbelieves his story, uh, his faith in the Norse Fire Party and their government is uh, shaken. Um, and so follows uh, that on uh, the 5th of November, uh, V uh, distributes thousands of Guy Force masks to members of the population. Um, and on the eve of November the 5th, Evie, uh, as she promised she would do, visits the uh, who shows her a train uh, filled with ANFO explosives in an abandoned London underground station, uh, and he um, intends to destroy Parliament. Um, but he leaves the choice whether this should actually take place in the hands of Evie to decide um, uh, and then he leaves Evie for the last time um, and then he meets uh, up with um, the character of uh, Creedy with whom uh, he made a deal with to surrender in exchange for uh, Chancellor Sutler's uh, execution um, and after uh, Creedy executes Sutler, V kills Creedy and uh, uh, his men who who are with him at the time. Um, very um, athletically done uh, and uh, very cool in a cool way. The way the uh, Wachowskis directed it, um, uh, the way that. Um, the director, uh, James McTeague, uh, directed it, and the Chowskis wrote it, I should say. Um, uh, expertly done. Um, the, the kind of a bullet time kind of um, effect when he's throwing his daggers at all the pe all the all of the Creedy's men. Um, and there's very very few moments of uh, special effects in the in the film. Really, it's very much practical. Um, but it's very effective uh, special effect um, when we see uh, V killing um, uh, Creedy's men and him. Um, but uh, V is mortally wounded uh, during the during the attack, also because he's shot at 
multiple times uh, by uh, Creedy and his men. Um, but he returns to Evie and he tells her that he loves her uh, before he uh, he dies. Um, and then, despite their earlier uh, disagreements and quarrels, Evie um, has grown very close to V, and she's visibly heartbroken by his death. Um, then Inspector Finch finds Evie uh, in the the London Underground Station, um, where uh, just as Evie is placing V's body aboard the train that is there with the explosives. Um, and uh, Inspector Finch is disillusioned with um, disillusioned with the government and everything that he's because of everything that he's learnt about what happened at Lark Hill between V and the other people that were there and experimented on. So he allows Evie to send the train on its way with the explosives, and then. Uh, we get to see thousands of citizens wearing Guy Fawkes masks march towards the Houses of Parliament uh, down the streets of London. Um, but the, the military uh, receives no orders to stop them and they allow the crowd of uh, masked uh, citizens to pass. And then we see Parliament is destroyed. And uh, Inspector Finch asks Evie if she knows who V was, uh, to which she replies, "He was all of us." And it's quite a a, uh, a beautiful moment, um, beautiful ending to um, a film um, that really does ask us all to ask questions of ourselves and of our of our world um, especially in this day and age uh, where we're all living through a uh, a pandemic um, and a virus that is spreading throughout the the world and is killing people uh, every day and um, it makes you wonder what would a government do if they had the cure would they give it to everybody straight away I would like to think they would, but um, you never know. With totalitarian governments are and have been a very real thing over history, and I'm sure uh, when V for Vendetta was first um, written back in 1988, back in the 80s, it was it was um, they were envisioning a a a very dystopian future that. I would hope that they didn't believe could be a possibility, but might be a possibility. And um, knowing that we're living in a in a some in a in a present that sometimes very feels very dystopian because of what is going on and because of uh, some of the, the the world leaders that there there are and have been. Um, it. Um, it's, it really does make you think about um, uh, things like censorship as well and, um, you know, people holding on to their freedom, the freedom 
and their their freedom to choose, their freedom to be who they want to be, their freedom to believe what they want to believe, and not be um, filtered or incarcerated or um, and imprisoned and uh, subjugated for who they want to love, who they want to be, what they want to believe. And uh, really, after you watch film like V for Vendetta, you really do appreciate any kind of freedom um, that you have. And um, because the the fear of, of losing your freedom is um, is a very uh, scary, scary thought, uh, scary um, present, scary future. Um, and it's one that no one would uh, like to to go through. And I've been watching Viva Vendetta for years since it came out in 2006. I've been watching it religiously uh, every year since uh, uh, on uh, the 5th of November. Um, I initially um, uh, watched it because I knew that it was being produced by the Wachowskis. And I've been a big fan of the Wachowskis since they made The Matrix um trilogy um so i was um i was pretty confident that i was going to like this film um and it it really has left a a legacy on the world and on people and as i said before so many people wear um the guy fawkes masks uh at certain times of the year uh, especially around this time of the year they wear them when they're at rallies or they're marching because they have a um, a message or a cause that they want to um, protest about. Um, especially when it comes to uh, the oppression of a government. Um, and uh, yeah, I've always um, had a lot of respect for the character of V. Uh, I too have my own... Um, V for Vendetta mask uh, and I've always been um, I've always been enthralled by the character of V and his motives and his intentions and and uh, the character um, what he what he does um, and the film is just uh, mind-blowing it's it's brilliant it's captivating uh, occasionally challenging but uh, in a good way because when some things are challenging, uh, they can make you think. And some people um, really uh, would really benefit from watching a film like V for Vendetta. Um, yeah, so um, I just want to uh, say once again, um, uh, uh, it's a great film. If you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. Um, it's one that I wear... Uh, I, watch every year and I wear my uh, V Vendetta mask every year uh, because I'm such a fan of it um, and uh, I just want to say the character of uh, Evie played by Natalie Portman um, she plays that uh, incredibly especially the harrowing moment when uh, she has all her hair cut off which was done apparently in one take the tears that she, she cries are uh, very real um so she's brilliant um as evie um hugo weaving uh who plays uh v 
we don't get to see his face but we get to hear his voice and uh, um, yeah he's incredible um, Stephen uh, Rea who plays uh, Chief Inspector Finch of uh, New Scotland Yard and who's also the Minister of Investigations uh, who investigates uh, V uh, Stephen Fry as uh, Dietrich um, who is a closeted gay talk show host um, who tries to help uh, Evie um, uh, of course the uh, the um, the sadly uh, departed now uh, John Hurt who departed who uh, died uh, unfortunately in 2015 uh, he was a great actor he's been in some brilliant films um, um, so many um, that more than can be really mentioned uh, Alien, The Elephant Man uh, he was in um, 1984 of course um, he was in the Harry Potter films um, uh, he was also played the the war doctor in uh, Doctor Who, and he was also in another of my favourite films, uh, and that is the film Contact, uh, which I'm sure I'll talk about uh, here soon at some point. Um, and uh, yeah, um, some outstanding uh, um, performances in it by some great actors. Um, and very harrowing to watch very uh, emotional um, but a brilliant brilliant film a brilliant story um, adapted from a brilliant um, graphic novel um, and um, I hope that uh, people who have seen it bef before will watch it yeah, yet again um, those who haven't seen V for Vendetta or haven't read the, the graphic novel will choose to do so um, and I hope any everybody anywhere will celebrate the 5th of November just as we do here in England um, we do so be, because of uh, Guy Fawkes um, uh, who's also known as Guido Fawkes who, uh, when he was fighting for the Spanish, um, and he was a member of the a group of uh, provincial uh, English Catholics uh, who were involved in the failed gunpowder plot of uh, 1605. Um, uh, of course, he was the only one who was uh, who was captured because of it, and he was. Uh, um, and he uh, was set to be uh, executed, but uh, he uh, he jumped from um, from the uh, from where he was supposed to be uh, supposed to be executed before he could be before he could be uh, executed by the uh, the axe of the axeman. Um, but. Um, he was someone, and he is someone who is seen as a rebel uh, and as an icon for rebels and for um, those that um, want to see the 
the bringing down of a um, of an oppressive uh, regime, uh, essentially. Um, and even though I don't particularly agree with the way he and um, the other members of the gunpowder plot uh, were going to, uh, uh, they plan to to change things and what they plan to do. Um, but uh, you have to believe in things. You have, and it's good to have a cause. And yes, it's good that he was stopped, and the gunpowder plot uh, never, uh, never uh, came to fruition. Uh, but if he hadn't done what he did, then he would not have inspired uh, writers like um, Alan Moore to write such a great um, story uh, as V for Vendetta, and uh, David Lloyd wouldn't have been inspired to to uh, to draw it, and we wouldn't have had a great film such as V for Vendetta, which talks about uh, very um, very important messages, very prudent messages and very prescient messages uh, especially what we're going with what we're going through right now in the modern age here in 2020 uh, so um, yeah definitely check it out if you haven't seen it already uh, but I'm thinking I'm going to just leave it there for now uh, and if you're listening to this on the 5th of November uh, um, happy bonfire night uh, from me here in England and uh, uh, as we say remember remember the 5th of November the gunpowder treason and plot I see no reason well the gun plot gunpowder plot and treason should ever be forgot or something like that um, but uh, I just want to say thank you for listening and I uh, hope you like what you heard and I'll talk to you again soon if you like what you heard in uh, this episode of uh, the Mark Hastings experience um, and if you want to check out some more of my poetry um, then you uh, you can head over to markthepoet.me uh, which is my website and you'll find uh, lots of the poems that I've written over the years. Um, you want to uh, check out some of my poetry uh, in uh, a book form? Uh, and go to Amazon, and you'll find um, all ten of my books that I've had published. Um, they're all books of poetry, um, uh, books of stories, uh, books of uh, memories and uh, experiences. Um, and there'll be more to come and uh, if you would love to um, contribute uh, to uh, to the podcast then you can do so by heading over to Patreon and searching for Mark the Poet and uh, your uh, your support would be greatly appreciated um, but uh, as I was saying I hope you liked what you heard in this uh, episode um, and I'll talk to you again soon.